Hey there, I'm Travis Albritton, host of the Practical Christian Podcast, and I want to tell you about my new book, Small Group Leader Secrets. Apathy is the enemy of every small group leader. When people don't care, they aren't invested. And when they aren't invested, you end up having to do everything. You may even doubt yourself and wonder if you have what it takes to lead effectively. The secret to leading a thriving small group is knowing how to get everyone involved so that you aren't the one doing all the work. In the book, I break down the seven principles that will make or break your small group. You'll learn things like how to get everyone on the same page, how to craft great discussions in minutes, not hours, and how to build deep and lasting relationships within your group. You don't have to settle for a mediocre small group. Learn how to lead a thriving small group and become everyone's favorite leader. To learn more and to pre-order Small Group Leader Secrets, just go to the website smallgroupleadersecrets.com. And now, on with the show. This is episode number 94, and today I'll explain why you don't have to go on a mission team to do big things for God. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical Christian training. Have you ever felt like you should go on a mission trip? Maybe being in a new environment and getting a fresh start to undo all those bad spiritual habits you develop over the years is the key that you've been missing. You know, maybe it's not that uh, you don't have a good heart or that you don't have a desire to be close to God. Maybe it's that you just need to go and do something drastic, move, change churches, change ministries, go on a church planting, something like that. You know, and, and you think, you know, once I am in a different place, once I'm in a different city, once I'm in a different situation, I'll start sharing my faith more. You know, you may even think that you'll start sharing your faith with everything that moves, and you'll double down on your Bible study and become the Christian you wish you could be. And while that is a very appealing uh, desire, and it's something that I've felt myself, I can tell you from experience that being on the mission field, moving to a new church, or changing countries even, quite often will not lead to these breakthroughs. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, So reason number one The first reason why changing your environment doesn't necessarily mean that you start bearing more fruit and start being more productive spiritually is that you have to bring yourself with you. Unfortunately, whenever you go to this new mission field or this new church or this new country or city that you're living in, you have to go too. So it's not like, uh, you know, you're going as a blank slate and you can just make and form a super disciple when you get there, you know, that you you are going to bring all your bad habits with you. And so it's easy to pretend that your circumstances are to blame for your lack of zeal. You know, things like if I just had a better preacher, you know, if I just had a better preacher and got more out of Sundays, then, then I would be more successful in my uh, ministry efforts. You know, if I had a more consistent small group, if the people in my small group were more committed to each other, then I would feel the uh, support that, and the relationships that I would need in order to stay active in sharing my faith and doing my Bible study, you know? So it's not 
It's not that I don't want to, it's that my small group is to blame. Or if I had a more supportive ministry, people that are looking out for me, leaders that are asking me how they can help me and, and how they can uh, you know, encourage me and spur me on. If, if, if all of those things lined up, I would be a better Christian. But when the answer to you changing involves something else, you're set up to fail. You just won't be successful. I wish it wasn't that way, but honestly, it is. Now, to be fair, if you're in a bad situation, you might need to change, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about if you are uh, in a church, if you are serving, if you are, you know, have a desire to be more fruitful, and you think the answer is you need to move and go do something else. That's not typically the answer. And for, you know, reason number one, that you have to bring yourself with you, and then reason number two, that old habits die hard. When you have a habit, good habits, bad habits, positive habits, negative habits, they're very difficult to break. That's kind of the nature of habits, right? I remember when I first graduated from college, I actually took a year off from my engineering career and did uh, full-time ministry for one year. So I went to Georgia Southern, which is a, uh, it's a state college in Georgia in the United States, uh, pretty close to Savannah, if you're familiar with Georgia geography. And, uh, you know, I went with the pursuit and the, the intent of uh, helping that ministry grow significantly, uh, numerically, right? So when I got there, there's five or six people in that campus ministry, and my goal was to get it to like 20. And, you know, in spite of my best intentions and my best laid plans and dreams and desires, I couldn't change my bad habits overnight. I couldn't flip a switch and then all of a sudden just turn into some kind of evangelism machine that no longer felt any trepidation or uh, anxiety about uh, people, um, you know, denying my efforts to try and study the Bible with them, right? Like, I still had all those anxieties. I still had all of those bad habits that I didn't become a Bible scholar because I shifted my environment. I still had all my bad habits with me. I still, you know, saw my Bible as something that needed to speak into my life. And if I had to put in any work into my Bible study, then I must be doing it wrong. And so, uh, you know, my Bible study stayed pretty surface level for a while until I decided to change. It wasn't, it wasn't moving there that got me to start bearing more fruit. It was me deciding to change. And so the solution to this, the solution to feeling like you need to go somewhere to be a better Christian is to focus on growing where you're planted. And this idea of taking advantage of where you're at in order and growing in that situation is something that I wish I had learned a long time ago because I've spent much of my life wishing that I was somewhere else, that I was doing something else. If only this one part of my life was different, then everything else would be gravy. But only looking in looking back, could I really see that even in those less than ideal circumstances, I was right where God wanted me to be. And what I forgot, or what I failed to uh, acknowledge, is that God sees our lives in its entirety. That that's, that's part of who God is, that he's not bound by time, and he's omniscient, meaning all-knowing, or has all wisdom. And so, you know, God, as he's helping me grow, is not necessarily focused on delivering highlight after highlight in my life. His focus is on shaping my character so that I can better glorify him. 
you know, the stories that we tell ourselves are self-focused, right? When I wake up, it's what am I going to do with my day? How am I going to make disciples? How am I going to help my ministry? But that's not actually the story that's taking place. We are merely supporting characters, and God is the, is the protagonist. God is the main character. Jesus is the main character. And so his focus is on shaping you to point people back to him. And even if that means using your situation to point people to him. You know, I think a lot about Joseph in the book of Genesis. He really had a raw deal. You know, enslaved as a teenager, wrongfully accused of rape, uh, imprisoned in an Egyptian gulag, you know, child's play, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, he could have walked away from God and said, you know what, God has done nothing for me. But instead, he chose to focus on making the best of his situation and glorifying God no matter what was going on around him. And God used him and used him and put him in a position to be able to save not only Egypt, but his entire family as well. And so remembering that it's not about us, it's not about our story, that we're a part of God's story. And by focusing on trying to grow wherever we're at, that's going to create opportunities for God to move, move us and help us to grow and give us opportunities to serve in more compelling and more exciting and more impactful ways. So before you decide to sign up for the next church planting, ask yourself first, is there more I could be doing right where I am? Is there more I could be doing right now? Often, you'll discover that the mission field God has for you is living in your next door neighbor's house. Well, that is it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like this one. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts for your chance to get a shout out as the super fan of the week. And make sure to head on over to the podcast Facebook group to connect with me and help decide future episode topics. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.